0: CKLU. We do ask questions, and this program, well, it's typically eat this, drink that, but uh, we do talk about quality of life, and quality of life definitely includes quality of where you're working. Quality of life is determined by, for some people, the paycheck they take home, but the workplace has got to be a place that's safe. Well, friendly, perhaps? Um, it's certainly got to be fair and wages have to be fair for what you're doing. And we also have to make sure when I say about safe, there are all the conditions that, uh, well, we're gonna talk about those. I'm just, you know, rhyming off all the things that are in my head, but I have a specialist here. And uh, Scott Florence, you're over at SWEAC. What does SWEAC stand? Did I I say that right? You did.
1: Uh, Yeah, so we're the Sudbury Workers Education and Advocacy Center. And uh, our mission is to uh, improve the lives and working conditions of uh, low-paid, precarious, vulnerable workers. You know, if you are in a union environment, as many of us you've are here protection. in Sudbury, you've got protection. You know, you've got a whole group of people that are standing with you if an issue arises in the workplace. They
0: will step out with you as well.
1: Yeah, uh, but most of many of us don't have that. We're in non-union workplaces, uh, and. It's not all, we, we don't always know where to go when we have questions. We don't always know uh, how to get the help that we need, and that's where the subway so work anybody is
0: could call you. They don't have to be a precarious uh, situation. Well, it's all precarious because without a paycheck, we're, we're told, actually, uh, some people are very close to the edge when one paycheck is missing or even a day is missing. Sadly, more and more of us,
1: uh, although we don't like to admit it, we actually live in a very precarious work environment. The days of that single job that was going to have a pension and that you'd be uh, able to work at the whole time. No. You know, that doesn't exist for most of us anymore. Many of us uh, work a series of jobs. Sometimes we were working two jobs at the same time. Many of us have to do that extra bit of work, evenings or weekends, just to make ends meet. You know, it, the, the workplace has really changed over time and that's effect, affected how people are able to enjoy their lives how they're able to um, enjoy their families and we've we've been given this idea that this is inevitable but the, the truth is it it's is. not no we we can in fact stand together and make things better for all of us we can demand higher wages We almost had a $15 minimum wage. Almost. It it was legislated. It should have come into place on January 1st. It did not. The current government decided to roll that back. Um, But you know, wherever wages are raised, it's like stimulus funding for the economy. Everybody complains about it, but it works. Mm -hmm. Well, you raise the minimum wage, businesses don't actually end up closing down and laying off employees because...
0: But that was a fear.
1: That's always the fear, but the reality is that people have more money in their pockets. When they have more money in their pockets, Hugh, they're going to spend it. They're going to go out like we are and get a nice little coffee and a cake, right? It's possible. Yeah, they're going to go out. They're going to have that lovely little bottle of wine and that dinner. They're going to go to the movies and hire the babysitter because now they have the cash to do it. Right. Right. So increasing wages actually stimulates and increases the economy. It's been shown time after time after time in region after region when it's been implemented. There's no harm, there's only good.
0: Yes, this is Hugh Cruzel, and uh, thank you for, for mentioning my name, Scott. It's it's incredible uh, for me to believe, having traveled across this country and around the world, that uh, we don't have a living wage either. Is that something that's being talked about here in, in Ontario? Uh, I know that you can raise it to 15 but in fact, if you're still $3 an hour, short you you you're not you're not keeping up that's correct the living wage is different than the minimum wage
1: and it varies region to region we're actually in the process this summer of calculating the living wage for the Sudbury area using information gathered from stats canada that would
0: be rent and and groceries and gasoline and, and insurance because even though uh, we used to use the word poor Did we used Poor anymore? Do we use poverty? Do we use those words? We do, yeah. Uh, impoverished. Uh, yeah. Ma- I'm, I'm. I i do not know the vocabulary, so I'm. I'm searching here because you don't want to pigeonhole somebody. They they dress nice. They come to work. You don't know what's going on at home. They might have other expenses. So a living wage could be different for you. It could be different for me. But how do we establish a base one? Right. And I so think it's eighteen dollars and forty one cents in in Victoria I think that's what it is or maybe it's a little higher
1: it could be in Victoria I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not cognizant of that here in Sudbury uh, it has was most recently sixteen dollars and 48 cents uh, we're doing that recalculation because of course prices change all the time and to dive into the well how do you determine that we determine that through the Ontario Living Wage Network and the criteria we use is hey let's assume that you're a, a house of four two adults Two children, all right. Both adults are working, so both adults need to be earning that sixteen dollars and forty-eight cents an hour to make it all to make it all, and that covers your rent, your utilities, uh, cost of your vehicle and gas, uh, one after-school activity for your children, Mm -hmm. and one evening out for you as a couple. Right, because life isn't not, worth not living. Un, not
0: unexpected, right? Yeah, life isn't worth living if no. it's just the bills, right? But that's why you pick Tuesdays, at, say, like the downtown movie lounge because it's only six bucks. Yeah, that's why you pick discounted days to go out. But yeah. at some point in time, there's no more discount. You can't. You just can't do it. Yeah, and and most of us would agree that that's not an
1: unreasonable expectation for our lives, right? Mm-hmm. An activity for our kids and. one activity for us as adults, right? It's not really unreasonable. We gather all this data through Statistics Canada, through the various uh, different organizations that set standards or provide information on this kind of stuff. Um, We pull it all through our little formula and The number gets spits out, um, and we'll be making that announcement along with the Ontario Living Wage Network in November, so every year the uh, new number is promoted in the month of November. Um, Yeah, and so that, for those employers who want to be able to provide their employees with a living wage, they've got a number that they can make sure that they use which is fabulous because many employers actually do want to be good to people right because we're all people too I'm an employer and I know what it's like when things are bad so I want to be good to the people that work with me
0: we talked a little bit off air about how employees who are paid well not well that's not maybe that word either people who are paid Decent. more, decently yeah um, respectfully Become brand ambassadors for that business as well because they're happy to work there and their hour becomes, in fact, a little bit stretched and sometimes. And somebody says, "Hey, look, you can stay five minutes." Of course, you'll stay five minutes. And other days, you hope that the employer says, "Hey, look at, uh, you know, why don't we just shut down a little bit earlier or whatever?" And there's no, uh, no negative effect on your paycheck. It's just being friendly and familiar, and you want people to stay, right? You don't want to churn and burn. Exactly. the other way around, burn and churn. <laughs> you want people to stay with you. You, you want to put, We're sitting here in a coffee a shop, a coffee, I don't know, Salute Coffee, downtown. Yeah, the, the cafe. Cafe, yeah. right on on, uh, on Elm Street, yeah. uh, downtown Sudbury. Um, I'm assuming that people who work here, um, because of their level of knowledge, get paid perhaps better than somebody who works in just push the button.
1: I have no knowledge of the, no, uh, the standards standard here. And, I'm, and, and I'm, just,
0: I'm just suggesting that perhaps... A level of knowledge. Are you involved in education programs as well to raise, perhaps, the workers' ability to well, not speak out for themselves, but also do you help sometimes people go? You know, maybe if you could see this program about welding or or customer service, you would be have more bring more value to your employer and perhaps get a better wage. Boy, well, I've said a lot, but you know, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yes.
1: Um, so yeah, we I mean we generally do promote the decent work movement. There's a great business case for decent work. You touched on, on many of those, uh, ideas and items. You know, em- employees who are treated decently, paid fairly, they give more of their time to the organization. Um, they they care more, so they're more productive at work. Uh, they become brand ambassadors. And you know, for employees, employers rather who are not so interested in providing decent work we're more in the burn and churn variety we do provide workshops for workers on knowing your rights in the workplace because you can't actually advocate and stand up for your rights if you don't know what they they are if you don't know what they are so we're is that
0: a factor perhaps of a failure in our education system is it a factor of just i mean would a booklet do some of the give some of the answers no not really
1: well, how many booklets are there out there with all sorts of helpful information? And we just have not use them.
0: I know, we haven't read them. Yeah. So should it be hey. part of um, the high school environment that you learn a little bit about what your responsibilities are as an employee? More importantly responsibilities if you're an employer. We think so and we uh, go in and
1: do workshops in many of the high schools in their civics classes and their co-op programs uh, to teach the young students about their rights at work so these are um, you know health and safety issues. Right
0: to refuse work.
1: Yeah the right to refuse work, the right to be involved, the right to have your voice, um, the Employment Standards Act, and then the Human Rights Code. These are the three main mm-hmm. pieces of legislation that that uh, cover workers in the workplace. And, you know, they ensure that workers are paid, uh, treated fairly, that they're safe at the workplace, and that they're free of um, violence, harassment, uh, harassment and discrimination, yes. right? And
0: there That's is also the other side, of the right to return to work. Yeah. Um, sometimes people... You know, they're let go for other reasons, but really they shouldn't have been let go.
1: Yeah, and you know, we we work with um, clients all the time who have uh, been unfairly terminated, and we work with them to resolve that issue, to uh, either get termination pay that they are owed, or to work with the employer to resolve the issue in another way.
0: Because of a misunderstanding, perhaps.
1: Yeah, there's all sorts of different things that can happen, and and uh, we see a, a wide spectrum. Um, But yeah, you know, we love to work with schools, community groups, and we do workshops for the general public just to make sure that people understand what their basic rights in the workplace are so that they know whether or not they're being treated fairly. And then, of course, if they still have questions, then they get to come to us and we can answer them more directly, um, really dive into that individual situation and try and solve that. The goal for all of us is to have Happy, healthy lives, right? Where we can. A
0: happy, healthy community as well. Yeah,
1: right? Where we can sit around with friends and eat and drink and have a good laugh. A cup of coffee. Exactly. And we can only do that if we're paid fairly and treated fairly at work. Because as we all know, if you have a grinding day job and people are unkind to you at work, and the workload is heavy, and you don't enjoy it, and it's unpleasant, it's hard to let that go.
0: And you come home, and you come bad home. things happen at home.
1: Right, and then and your kid says something, and you're you, already grumpy, so you snap, and then you feel bad, and you know, like it's...
0: Worse, far worse.
1: Ideally not, but yes. You know what I mean? Like So, so the more we can create positive workplaces through the Decent Work Movement, the more people know about their own rights within the workplace and stand up for them and ask for them, uh, the better we're going to become as a society so that we can enjoy our non-working
0: time. How do people generally find you? I mean, if I just Googled your there's a, a website that comes up and yep. and a telephone number. What is the telephone number here in Sudbury?
1: Um, that is an excellent question. No. So our, our hotline, uh, hotline in Sudbury is 705-470-2173. Do you and want we, to just repeat that? Just. So. Uh, I will, yes. 470-2173. And we also have a toll-free number for anybody because that might be listening
0: outside of like the... Like Elliott Lake and places, because yeah. there's no SWIAC in there. Well, SWEAC is unique to Sudbury, but... yeah there must be others like you across the north, across Canada?
1: I believe that we're the only workers' centre in northern Ontario. There so a are... toll-free
0: number is very important. Yeah.
1: Let's share that. It is. It's uh, 1-866-470-2173. And
0: I'm going to say it again. You...
1: 1-866-470-2173. And of course our webpage, ca and you can reach us that way
0: as well. We and respond just by email. Is, is very easy. Uh, and yeah. Scott Florence, you pick up the phone. You... Uh, it. Is there a screening? Is there is there a, uh, you said a hotline. Is Do you leave a message and then you get back to people? Or do you actually pick up the phone?
1: Uh, our working hours are 9 to uh, 5, well, Monday through the Friday. Thing.
0: That is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Some people can't do that during the day. They don't even have access to a phone because they're just an employee. or They're yeah. just on the shop floor.
1: Yeah, but, but so if So they you, can
0: dial after hours and leave a message and you will get back. To
1: we'll them. get back to them and we make appointments with people.
0: Confidentially.
1: Confidentially. We make confidential appointments with people uh, outside of our regular office hours because not everyone can take the time to come and, and see us or do a phone call. They don't have
0: to come to you, you'll go to them at some place where it's convenient. Is that something that'll happen? Uh,
1: mostly we do either in office. our
0: office or on the phone or video conference. It's located just up the street on Elm Street, right? We so are on Elm Street, close yeah. Close to bus, close yep. to. Is there parking available?
1: There is parking in the rear of the building, yes.
0: So, a variety of different ways of, of getting to you as well. Toll free if you're out of town, drive up, take a bus, take a taxi, yeah. nine to five typically, right? Yep. Typically. Yeah. yeah. We know you, I know you, from the theatre world. That's correct. That's not always a place where work is consistent, or and, and you know that the arts and culture is facing, well, always has, ups and downs. Yep. Were you, not to be too pointed, were you affected by precarious work? Well the the entertainment industry is
1: part of the gig economy if we want to call it that right so you and are do it now and
0: but tomorrow I might not be there yeah so you know it's you're, your you're, gig
1: yeah you're always a freelancer you're always looking for the next gig the, the contracts by their nature tend to be shorter contracts. But there is, there are employment standards and employment affiliations. So, you know, in the film and television industry. There's ACTRA. There's ACTRA. Number, yes. And on the, on the stage side, there's the Canadian Actors Equity Association. Association yes. uh, and I was a regional rep in Eastern Ontario for So you them. got to
0: know some of these things. You've lived it and breathed yeah. it. Yeah. You've negotiated on part, on, on, in part for colleagues in, in and just for the group. So it was a natural next step for you to come to this job, was it?
1: yeah i mean the world of non-for-profits you know non-profit management is nonprofit management the sectors change a little bit in the understanding but you know a, a budget is a budget hue and uh data entry is data entry right policies are policies but yes i was a little bit familiar with the sector because of my engagement and involvement with the canadian actors equity association and so therefore being the labor representative for the professional actors in the Eastern Ontario region. And that was an excellent experience. And we were also, you know, negotiating at the time that I was sitting on that, we were negotiating the new member-producer kind of agreements. Uh, Because, you know, in performing arts, just like everywhere else, the world is changing, right? Mm. You don't, you have a lot of people that are doing it themselves creating their own work you know the fringe festival circuit there's all other festival circuits and just a whole lot more do it yourself kind of work and that was necessitating a whole rediscussion around well how do we engage ourselves if we're the employee as well as the employer oh, wow. right um you know I'm not unfamiliar I'm sure Uh, to some of the work you do in your day job with uh, tech startup and innovation work, right? Often
0: it's a one woman, one man, or two-person occupation, or or maybe it's only part-time because you're just growing the idea. Yeah. Hmm. I have to ask you, though, what about, since you mentioned festivals, what about those who are, I guess we used to call them roadies. Do we still call them roadies? I don't know. People who have to set up stages, sound systems, latrines, or, you know, Anything associated, or food stations, or just do security, are they under some kind of agreement as well?
1: Yeah, so so the um, IATSE is generally the um, film and television, the stage crew union that, that members would join. You know, just like in any industry, some houses are union houses and some houses are not union houses. Uh, some road companies will be union companies and some will not be. Uh, and, you know, that's all part of the the ecology, and, and IATSE would be the, the union for the majority of, of um, technical workers in the performance industry.
0: Now you've been part of the previous world for, for a long time. You studied theater. I did. And you came and you worked in that industry for how long?
1: Well, I still you dabble in it, it, so it's hard to say that <laughs> I'm... you got out I, of it, it's Exactly, true. I would loathe to say that I'm no longer <laughs>
0: working in it, that would be... Uh, no, okay, but, but where I was going was, If you've been involved with SWEAC and and you've had some awareness of it, would you say that things are improving in our world of work? Would you say that, um, you know, I'll tell you where I'm going with this. There is this fear amongst many workers about AI and robotics. Yeah. Are you getting any anxiety from people about... I mean we're seeing uh, a robotic pizza oven here downtown. Yeah. We're starting to see some really very different innovative if you want to be positive or detrimental uh, situations you know depending on your perspective. Yeah. Uh, you, is there anxiety?
1: There is for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean the world of work is changing and that's one part of the anxiety and workers are no longer central to work in the way that they used to be. So You know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, even the first part of the 80s, big companies, when they had big profits, yes, their shareholders got some of that, but also the workers got a share of that, right? Mm -hmm. So they
0: could be in a dividend program or a stock purchase program. Through that, but also just some of those profits went to... Improved lighting, improved working environments, improved... Yes, yes. and unions,
1: unions... In many cases, we're leading the fight for improved wages, for improved conditions, and all of those things. All of those things. In today's age shareholders get everything, workers get nothing. So we've all been hearing a lot about Uber, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, a company that doesn't look like it's gonna turn a profit at all, uh, is making all its money on the backs of the workers. There's huge, the drivers, the huge complaints about the underpayment, the lack of payment, all of those kinds of things. And yet shareholders are able to make, you know, thousands and millions off of this. That's not trickling down to the workers, so that is a big shift in the economy. I wasn't
0: aware of the Uber problem. Maybe I just haven't. I, I've only been in maybe one Uber and one Lyft in my life so far.
1: Start uh, to start reading the news. Oh, <laughs> I, I do read the news. It just
0: uh, the, one of those things have uh, one of those areas. Maybe I haven't really explored. I do know that it's. Um, so you're not an owner operator. You're just an intermediary, aren't you?
1: Yeah, and and you know the the world of work is also changing the. The current government's focus on open for business is unfortunately in many ways at the expense of workers' and workers' rights. You know, there's been a decrease in money for having proactive uh, workplace inspections, for mm-hmm. example, which encourages businesses to ensure that they are meeting or exceeding the standards for health and safety and other so elements. So you work
0: with the Ministry of Labour closely then, or at least our collaborative in some ways um
1: well, we're not a government agency no, no we're, we're a nonprofit we we interact with the ministry at yeah, times but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that we work with them we're not but there's not a partnership no agreement at all in any way shape or form um, you know we work with workers and sometimes that means that we are working with the workers to fi- help them file a Ministry of Labour complaint, complaint. Uh, or to help them understand
0: how to go about that process um, and smooth the way for them, yeah, so that they don't get frustrated. I mean, they're frustrated already. That's why they're yeah. coming to you, but yeah, it, it doesn't have to accelerate to the point where somebody goes postal, for example.
1: Exactly. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, the climate of today is a little bit too pro-business and not enough. Hey, the the people make the business. Happen. let's make sure they're taken care of. Mm. And so that's a problem in our minds, and many people feel it as a problem. Uh, You know, a lot of people were really, really disappointed by the failure to implement the $15 minimum wage Mm -hmm. this past January. People were looking forward to that. The the big jump, and I know a lot of people think that maybe the minimum wage was implemented too fast. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. It didn't actually seem to hurt the economy of Ontario. The numbers went up. You know, our unemployment went down and our GDP in Ontario went up after the rise to $14 an hour. Now, if you were a business that got closed, of course, you're going to feel that pain. That's going to hurt. Change is hard for anyone, but overall... You were on the
0: edge so close, I guess. It's hard to know, Scott Florence, what the real good answer is to a lot of these things, but I get the sense that SWEAC is trying to help people. No matter what, at least listen and guide? We listen, we support, we
1: guide, we um, do what we can to improve the lives and working conditions of the people that come to us.
0: Well, this program is all about improving the quality of life for everybody, and not everybody out there who's listening is still working. Some of you might be seniors, some of you might not be uh, old enough to work. Uh, is there a minimum age in Ontario for working? I, I don't even know that anymore. Fifteen or... I don't know don't really know I
1: would I would actually want to look it up before I spoke (laughs) (laughs) publicly about it Uh, but there is a minimum age uh, and there we unfortunately have a different student wage than we We have um, for other workers which uh, you know to me somebody's hour of work is an hour is an hour of work and it should be paid the same no matter the age of the person that's doing it you know if we were to say to the seniors in our community we're gonna pay you less right uh you know you're over 65 we don't have to pay you so we're just going to give you eight dollars an hour instead of 14
0: because your house is paid for because all of yeah no and that's not true many seniors do live precariously Yes, yes, right?
1: So it, it just seems unfair it to does. us that there are disparities in wages. So we'd like to see that gotten rid of and have everybody paid the same for the work.
0: In a word, SwiAC is about fairness. It is. Well, Scott Florence, thank you so much for being our guest here on CKLU 96.7 on your FM dial. You might have been listening synchronously as well at CKLU.ca or perhaps in podcast format. This is Hugh Cruzel, and the program traditionally is eat this, drink that. It's about food, drink and quality of life. Today's topic, SWEAC. The Sudbury workers. Are you going to get it right? Education and advocacy center. There we go. Thank you so much, Scott Florence. Man my nose to the grindstone And I work harder every day I get a little tired on the weekend After I draw my pay I will be working And Monday morning I'm right back with the crew I get a little tired on the weekend And I sing a little bit of them Down, down
1: A working man, a working man like me. Never been on a welfare, that's the one place I won't be. And I'll be working. long as my two hands are with you. And I drink a little beer in the tavern, sing a little
0: bit of these working man.